What, what episode are we? I don't even Ep- know. 22? Episode 20, 22. 22. I'm Terry Burkett, your co-host. My other co-host is Senpai Scott Heaney. <laughs> he makes he make, makes me call him Senpai. <laughs> that, that's right. We have a conversation before we go on. You Listen, have to call me Senpai Harry. from now on. Oh, sorry, Senpai. Oh. <laughs> Please hit that like button. Please, people, come on, just log in, hit the like button, share this thing, help us grow. Anyway. Yeah. So I'm sport this t-shirt today. I'm sporting my that's, Budo Karate on that's pretty, ass. A, that's pretty badass. Limited edition t-shirt. And guess yeah. what cotton is made out of? <laughs> I'm going to guess. I'm going to go out on, a, on a limb here. Go on a limb. Japanese silk? No, Japanese cotton. Cotton. Japanese sorry, silk. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. Right. Fucking Japanese cotton. Japanese silk. I'm just adjusting my camera here. I want to tell you a little story oh, about a, a long lost let's, village let's kick in back. the mountains of Japan. It's a village made up of Ronin samurai, and they've Ooh. developed cutting edge cotton making facilities there. Okay. Really? Now they only makes they only so make they, so much a year. They dropped that, the sword and picked up cotton. That's where I get my cotton from. Nice. It's samurai cotton. Is Shihan Cameron aware of this shirt? Well, he is now. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing him justice, though. That's freaking... It is bad. No, I'm not going to lie. It's badass. I, I told I him. I, was, I spoke to him, buddy, because this is his design. I loved his Of design. course. It's beautiful. And I, and I said to him, um, I'm going to just chuck it on a T-shirt, promo design, and put it out with the books to get him out there. Nice. We're not selling them. If anyone does want one, I'm sure we... So we work a deal out. <laughs> no, that's real. I actually really love it. It's really, really nice. Yeah. It's just such a fabulous design. It just, the way uh, Sorcise head, and then it kind of just, you, you see his gi there, and it just kind of goes into the t-shirt. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Speaking of Sosai, this past week was the anniversary mm-hmm. of his passing. 26th of April. Yeah. And I, I sent Terry um, uh, a meme thing. Um, it struck me last year, and then and I just caught up on it again right now uh, this past week. That's a really weird coincidence that uh, Funokoshi and Mori Yoshiba, uh, the founder of Aikido, um, all three of them passed away on the same day. It's a bad not, same, same date, they not the same day, but the same date. Yeah, yeah. same date. Yeah, there was like a, a, a few years apart. Mm-hmm. But uh, April 26th, bad day for martial arts. Pretty yeah. much, it's a bad date. Interesting. Yeah, you sent you sent me that meme, and I was <laughs> I didn't even catch yeah. the day. I was instantly going, "Oh no, Oyama wasn't born on the turn. It was born yeah, the, on the turn. The <laughs> birthday for Oyama was wrong on it. That <laughs> <laughs> was my nerd kicking in straight away. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So what other news have we got rounding up? Okay, so actually I do have a couple of things. I um, I didn't even tell you about it because I wanted to leave it so we can just chat about it now. So we did the show on the 100 Man, 100 Man Kumite. Yeah. And uh, so this past weekend, uh, uh, Ueda Mikio uh, attempted it and he uh, ultimately... Important he fa- word, important word. 
he attempted it. He attempted it. So he he did fail it. Uh, he was Doctor Stoppage. Uh, I forget which. I I told you which fight, but now it's escaping me. Was now. it on? Was it a was sixty something? It said? was sixty something. It was pretty far along. Um, but they did do a stoppage on it. And uh, so, and again, I messaged Terry at that time, and and you were saying, which was, I liked what you had said that it proves its legitimacy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because, you want to because, elaborate because on it's that? Not yeah, yeah, because it's not uh, it's not a fit. It's not a thing that we're doing. It's a thing that you can attempt, but you may you may not do it. And if we decide that you're not winning enough fights, or if you're just becoming a, a you know being battered, then we'll stop it. Because it's not about you standing there to be battered. It's about you know you have to clearly win the majority of the fights in the hundred man kumite. That's, which, that's what it, that's what it is which is what i what i read obviously i was doing it from a google translate so i you know it's kind of yeah. broken but uh what it sounds like that he was starting to get battered and they just uh he, he had lost too many bouts yeah at that point and uh they just pulled the plug on it which leads leads us back to what we said in the hundred man right some of the ones i've watched mm -hmm. um there's obviously a ref there's like a, a judge or a referee there now you've what i've watched them and i thought why have you, you know, the person attempting it, why have you given him the fight? Right. He clearly did not win that fight. He stood there. And, and again, you know, I'm not taking nothing away from anyone because it's an amazing feat, but I, I'm being anal in, in that, well, listen, if this is the way it's supposed to be done, that's the way you need to do it. Mm -hmm. You have to clearly win the majority of fights, not stand there and be a punching bag. And if you are standing there being a punching bag and not doing anything, then you lose the fight. The fight mm -hmm. is given to the other one. And if that happens too many times, it should be stopped. But what I noticed was the judge continually giving the fight to the attemptee all the time. Because if he didn't, you could say, well, hang on a minute. You, you lost 40 fights. I, I would have right. successfully done it. Yeah. So it's not just about surviving them. You, you have to show like you're able to hold your own. Yeah. And Any what, event. This, the, what, the other one I've seen... He was wearing gloves. Okay, so that's yeah, I forget that guy's name. Um was that, funny, an, I was, was that an IKO one at home? No, 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 no. It's he uh, I think he was originally IKO. Um oh shoot, you caught me off guard. I would have been prepared and had uh, I can't remember I his name. It, yeah, one of them, but it's like I it was a Japanese him. bloke and yeah, he, he uh he's wearing gloves all the way through it. Gloves and shin guards and uh yeah, he all the way through it. Yeah. And the other thing I he's a good was, channel though. Yeah, while we're talking about the Hunter Man Kumite, one of the things I forgot to mention is uh, in the early days, certainly up to Matsui's, they would have to hold grip sticks. Yeah, I remember you saying that, yeah. Yeah, you'd have the two little grip sticks in their hands. And if you dropped a grip stick, mm. it counted as a lost fight. Um, so I don't know if any of the... I don't, I don't know. The only one I've ever heard of it having it was Matsui. Well, so that brings me to the next thing that I hadn't told you yet. Um, and this, so I first heard about this on, uh, superkarate.ru, which is a great site, but again, I don't speak Russian, so I have to rely on Google, Google translate. translate you know? So it was a little broken for me and sometimes it's pretty good and other times it's not so great. And this one particularly wasn't that great, but they had done a, a, a piece on, um, on this, uh, attempt of the hundred man and, uh, and they're kind of alluding to this as well. But the fact is that IKO only counts nine people have ever done 
the hundred man. So and I went through the list just to see who's in that list and who is not. So it's kind of interesting going back to, cause you and yeah. I have gone through that whole list. So I can tell That's you. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. They only count nine because we've got like the list up to 11. Up we had to like made Costa. Oh yeah. We had like, we had counted like 20 uh, or somewhere yeah. around that, that, that number. But I mean, even before they say up, they say up to, you know, before Oyama died. Well, there you go. So let me tell you who they don't count. Okay. They don't count. So they don't count Steve Arneal. Fair enough. They don't count Nakamura. Big Nakamura? Big Nakamura. Cut. 1965. When, when did he... 1965. Did we, did we have him in the list? Yeah, he was He was number two after Steve Arneal. Ta no, he wasn't. <laughs> At Tadashi Nakamura. Oh, ta oh, Tadashi. I was I was thinking Makoto Nakamura. Oh, no, 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 Tadashi yeah, yeah, Nakamura. Yeah. Right. Um, so, oh, I mean, I now I know. See what you mean by big. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then someone we had talked about quite a bit because he went beyond 100 was uh, Shigeru Oyama. Yeah. They don't count him. Surprising. They don't count. We're basically the pe people who left Kyokushin then. They don't count Hollander. Uh -huh. They don't count John Jarvis. Yeah. DaCosta. Uh, who else? Uh, Kiji Senpai, we talked about. They count uh, him or they don't count do him? Do not. I'm just telling you people, they do not. Right. Um, the guy from South Africa, and I wasn't familiar with him, uh, Maurice Schumann. Yeah. Do not count well, him. Well, who... Who do they count? Uh, well, hold on. There's only three more. So Naomi Ali, the female, they don't count her. Yeah. Well, obviously uh, she's a woman. It's not a real one. It doesn't count. Right. And obviously they don't count Judd Reed. Mm -hmm. So who they do count is starting number one, Howard Collins. Of course. Yeah. Got to be. Even though he's not with IKO, he left and he's with Shin Kyok Shin. That is correct. Uh, Miyuki Mi Miura was mm -hmm. number two matsui himself number three uh masuda number four yeah interesting uh, masuda's left as well yeah yamaki yamaki's, yamaki's number five. left as well yeah filio number six philly still in kazumi number seven left yeah arthur uh who i'm not going to butcher his last name still in havanason <laughs> yes and same thing for this guy. <laughs> if Nadia is listening, she must be like, <laughs> Teriel. I'm not going to do this last thing. What's his name? Teriel. Teriel Nikki Nikoshi. Anyway, he is number nine. He's considered the last one. That's very interesting. That's it. So they have a short list, nine. But but I, 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 Aikyo, uh, certainly Matsui's flavor of it it's a very weird one it's, it's a very almost petulant childlike one um because i was around i used to go out to papandale a lot and train like you know with uh, sean luke hollander who's, who's now deceased um mm -hmm. and uh sean panero still alive antonio panero uh sean druniak so uh panero was like spain in charge of spain you had druniak which made polish kyokshin he was in charge of all of poland and then you had Hollander that was kind of the chairman of all of Europe. Right. Um, and 
if I remember correctly, because we're talking back uh, around about 2010-ish, I think, I think, don't quote me on it, um, they were going to hold a meeting, a, a European meeting, because the European, because, you know, Japanese organizations are, there's a leader, you do as you're told, whereas the European organizations were more autonomous, and they were like, well, no, we have a board. Right. So we have to vote on what we're going to do. You know, we've got we've got selected members mm-hmm. and they were saying we're going to have uh, our board meeting on such and such a day on such and such. Uh, but Matsui changed it and said, no, we're going to change it and change the country. And I want it done in two weeks in I, I think it was Romania or whatever. And they said, no, you can't do this. It's not it's not arranged. We can't do it. And he's like, yes, we are. We're doing it. So Druniak. Uh, Pinero and Hollander resigned from Ikeo Matsu. They said, "Well, we're going to resign then because this is ridiculous. We can't. We have, you know, we There's cannot no, have no this democracy. Di- yeah, we cannot have this dictatorship. Mm. This is Europe. There's a democracy in place. Mm. Uh, and then the following day on the Ikeo website, Hollander, Druniak, Pinero all expelled from Ikeo. Right. So that that that's the, the politics of dancing. Yeah, that's the typical MO, really. So yeah. it doesn't surprise me that they say, no, we don't recognize these people. I mean, even, even, even you know, Hans Steve Arneel, I, I, you know, I know a lot of the history. I know mm-hmm. a lot of stuff with IFK. I've mm-hmm. got my own um, thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. But you can't take anything away from that man no. and what he's done. He no. was there with Saucy in the beginning. Yeah. And, and, you know, they were like best friends, Saucy treated him like a son really. yeah well and he you know, was he legally adopted him so he could get adopted married him, yeah yeah what happened later on i mean that that's history that that's what's that, there exactly but you can't you can't, you can't take, take it away. away you can't say no. actually steve o'neill no he didn't do the undermark we don't recognize it yeah he was the first one to do it <laughs> after sorcery so and i bet and i bet it, that was a hard one i bet I, it was a hard I, one i bet it was fucking hard too <laughs> back then Back, I bet there was face punches, a bit of head butting, a bit. I bet it was nasty and scrappy. Yeah, I bet it was too. I bet it was so too. So that's, that's just typical, you know, the typical thing of. Well, it was the, the, I had a similar thing with when I was in the Matsui organization. I wanted to bring Cameron over for a seminar, mm-hmm. and they said, "No, you can't. He's not in the organization." I said, "Well, that doesn't matter. You know, we have lots to learn you." And they said, "No, if you bring him over, you will be." Out of the organization. Terrible. So I said, well, I, I will resign from the organization. You can't resign because we've banned you. <laughs> no, no, no. I resign. <laughs> no, you're thrown out. Right. All right, then. Whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, that, it's, it's this very childlike thing. You haven't left. I've thrown you out. You're not the first person to say that exact same thing from people I've spoken to. And I don't want to turn it, it into this whole friggin' no, no, but they political have, they have, Everybody knows it. It's the elephant in the room. It's the elephant in the room. Nobody likes to talk about it because it's like our, our, you know, it's our big brother. It's our whatever sibling or something. And this is real talk where we lay the shit down for the people. Okay, then let's do it then. So then, yeah, I know lots of people from IKO that been either. Yeah, they disagreed with certain things or they for your example is great because I know three of those where people uh, hosted seminars of folks that were either not in the IKO or no longer were in IKO. 
nope, you're gone now too. <laughs> you can't do that. Or yeah. they're penalized for it. Uh, do you do you it's, remember it's, oh my in, god i could go further well we, we're not we're not going to name names and go everything no i could name a name but, but do you remember do you remember the lord of the rings of course the two towers the of second course. one mm-hmm. so you remember when they went to the king and he's like he's under this trance and he's got the uh I think it's wormwood whispering in his ear all the time controlling his thought well that's kind of that's kind of a thing in the Matsui organization as yeah. well. It's not yeah. all Matsui. There's people whispering in his ears very close to him. Uh, and it's of course. the, whis- That's it's a good the whisperer. Yeah, yeah, it's a fucking brilliant analogy. <laughs> uh, and the, it's the whisperer that causes a lot of the disharmony in the organization. A lot. It's it's kind of it's unfortunate because I, I like a lot of the things they do. I, I really do. And I know people kind of bash them on certain things, but I like the aspect that they they were uh, in, uh, introducing point fighting style stuff into it. Um, yeah, I like, he I, went a bit, a bit skewed off towards that way. Um, and, and, and just some of the other controlled aspects that they do, um, I, I do like, uh, but I just find it unfortunate that they're not open to. Yeah. And, and let's be honest, let's be honest. Uh, people can argue the toss all they want, right? Matsui is the legitimate heir to Kyokushin. He was being groomed to take over. We don't know. You're, you're t- do. even right now. We you're talking. Know. No, you don't. You're just talking do. things that you've been told. You don't I'm know not, that. Not, it's not what I be told. Everyone, everyone who wants to be realistic about it says the, the same, same thing. thing. Matsui was groomed. Says to take the over. same thing, but nobody. Yeah. I've never seen anything that legitimately. Claim, and I'm not saying he isn't. I'm just well, playing I'm devil's pretty, advocate. I, 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 just, can't rem, I can't remember, but I'm sure it was in a will. And then the family tried to overturn the will. It was in the Last, will. I'm sure. Mm. I'm sure. I, 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 we're talking. We're talking years and years and years back now. I can't you sure you weren't just exactly. told that. Mm, well, again, we don't know. But <laughs> That's again, my point. Like, That's what I'm getting ask, at. You ask people, it's all hearsay right now. Cameron, Judd. What is Judd? Same thing. Okay, so I don't. They're Matsui, not here to defend. They're not here to defend themselves. So I'm going through I've you. So you're with you're them. speaking on behalf right now. Of, I've had uh, these Shion conversations Judd with them, Cameron. So what what do those two feel? We agree that Matsui is the legitimate aide to Kyokushin. Okay, he was being groomed to take over. He's out the front, stood next to Sosai all yeah. the time. In all the he videos being, you see, he was doing yeah. those classes, and, I, and stuff he and, was being groomed to take over. I mean, yeah. all right then. I have no problem with that. When that did happen, uh, I, as far as I can remember, the family opposed the will because mm-hmm. they were like, well, hang on, we've been cut out of this. You know, what's going on? Yep. Um, it, and then it, go, it gets very shady. You get, <laughs> I mean, you do, from what I can remember of the story, right? Um, Sorcerer was obviously I had no Ill. intentions of going down this one. <laughs> no, but we've gone down a rabbit hole, so let's just cut it out there, right? Oh, this is, and, and if anyone is listening... And you know more about it, and you can remember yes. more about it. Then Fucking put leave it a in comment the or comments. something. Put it in the yeah. comments. From what I can remember, there was uh, Matsui, Gorda, yep. uh, Shan Gorda, uh, Royama. Uh, uh, I think Royama was there yep. at that time. Um, they all went into a small room with Sosai as he was dying, blah, blah, blah. They came out. Matsui is now the head, the leader. That's what's happening. And then the family opposed that decision. And, and I think it's in the will. I think they opposed the will. 
I wonder why they opposed it. Because basically, it took their fucking income away. No, no, no. I, I, I'm wondering. Okay, I'm one. Sorry, I'm wondering. Did they oppose Matsui specifically, or just the the control of it? Because at the end of the day, they did get the shitty end of the stick. There's no question of that. Yeah, the uh, the, the Oyama's legacy has been ripped to shreds. Yeah, we all every all the organizations like to say. We are we are training for Yama's legacy, and we the it's like no every, every why mm-hmm. wasn't you there just after he died? Yeah, I I don't agree with that one either, and I obviously don't have the history and legacy of a lot of big names. I haven't been around here, as you said at the top of the show, Senpai Scott. Not, I'm not oh. too high. I'm not too high on the totem pole, but uh, I I've I've always found it so weird that this is a, such a taboo subject. Uh, we can't talk about it. It's not spoken about. But at the end of the day, from everything I've read, the family got fucked over. Oh yeah, I'm gonna call a spade a spade. It is what it is. They got messed absolutely over, ripped, ripped apart. Yeah, and his legacy is in name only. Like I, I don't see. It. You know, when I when I think of um, Kyokushin, I think of uh, Sosai himself. That is the. Uh, I'm gonna speak and talk today. That's the marketing. Yeah. That is the uh, branding for me is Sosai himself. He embodied Kyokushin. He, without him, there is, this doesn't exist. So I find it really odd now when I see an organization that was supposed to be the inheritance of his um, history, but they don't propagate it in that way. It's branded now mm-hmm. as just Kyokushin. It's as well, kanji. Yeah. It's whatever but his legacy is not as uh pivotal and and no. I, I i i just for me personally i'm not saying it's right or wrong it i it just doesn't sit right with me you're absolutely right it is, it is. and this is there's lots of organizations like it but the thing is everyone what everyone wants to get along really so no one is going to publicly no one's going to publicly slate another organization yeah. because they could either. be <laughs> could could be i don't give a shit i'm a Roman. <laughs> i know i know with any of them so i tell you as it is i so, i do i have more respect for, actually and that's going to segue into something else we were going to talk about later on too is around mick dojo type of stuff too because that's one thing there is a there is the top kyokushin organizations that a lot of us have respect for whether it's Kyokushin Khan, So Kyokushin, uh, uh, Shin Kyokushin, Kyokushin uh, right? IFK, you know, you can go on for these, but then after that, it just gets silly. There's <laughs> yeah, like silly. organizations, I mean, and all of a sudden, people I, are tempted. Another story, and... another story back to uh, the, what we were just talking about this subject with IKO, yeah. uh, Peter Chong. Yeah, Peter right. Chong we is, talked about this before. Big name, big, yeah. big name, Peter was yeah. um and apparently as as the story goes as because i've spoken to different people from different sources i don't just have one i don't hear it from one person i hear a few people so then i formulate my own opinion mm-hmm. and peter chong rang me and he told me what happened okay so Still he he went out for a meal with Royama Xian because they're mm-hmm. friends known each other for years now peter chong was in the in matsui group and was, mm. was being loyal to Matsui and stayed mm. with him. And he met Royama and they were having a bite to eat, having a chat, whatever. And they were seen together. And then after that, it was Peter Chong is expelled from the uh, organization. That's what I'm talking about, though. This yeah. is the exact thing I'm talking about. And, I, and again, I'm not going to name names on this one. So I know somebody who invited 
a, a very prominent IKO person to do a seminar or whatever, who's no longer in the IKO. And not only did he get in trouble, they even kiboshed his, uh, I won't, even, I, I'm not going to, cause I don't want to identify this person. No, he was going for specific. Yeah. And yeah. he wasn't even able to do that. And it's like, it's come on. The whisperer. Yes. 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 Yeah. We know, we know lots of shit that's gone on that we're not even going to talk about on air. It's true. We, yeah, it's all it's, the rumors, whatever rumors you hear, they're pretty much true. But we're not even gonna, <laughs> we're not even, we're not even gonna talk about that. That's a good way of putting it. Yes, there's rumors, and if you've heard them, they might be true. But we won't, we won't <laughs> nor validate them nor dismiss them. No, with, we're not uh, even gonna, we're not even gonna go into that because yeah. then I, I will, I will, will never be sleeping again, waiting for the hit squad to turn up. That's true. There's one rumor in particular that I've always wanted to talk about and I can't talk about because, yeah, I will. Anyway, let's move on. Anyway, well, people are going to be like, "What well. the fuck was he going to say?" Uh, uh, listen, I, I got way if, more stuff too. We got to talk about. If you want me to come and teach on a camp and get me drunk at the bar afterwards, <laughs> yeah. I may start talking about these things. Exactly. Don't turn on your iPhone and record it. <laughs> no, the the movie we were on about in New York. Oh yeah, so that was another one too. So Terry dropped some cool knowledge on this too. So if you guys remember, we talked about when we were talking about discussing movies, there was a movie where it was kind of the inverse of like somebody like a going off to Japan thing. It was a, it was a Japanese kid comes to America. Uh, He goes to. uh, And it was uh, based on, it was based on Yasuhiko Oyama. That's right. So he he goes to his brother. That's right. So he goes to his studio from Japan to learn karate. And I was always, now I forget the name of the damn movie, but I was wondering, you know, why was it never released? Take a chance. And uh, so the trailer looked really cool. And then Terry did some sniffing around. So I've spoken, I'm not naming any names, but I've spoken to some people that are out there in Mm -hmm. that dojo and they know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was all set to be released. And apparently... Uh, they even had a premiere. Dis- they had a premiere. Yeah, had a People, premiere. I, they, they I had found like that a, out too after. Yeah, yeah, they had like a soft premiere, uh, yeah. limited number one out. Um, but apparently, uh, Yasuhiko Oyama, who's in the movie as well, mm-hmm. um, had a falling out with uh, Shigeru's son, which I think is called Teddy. Uh, they had a falling out, um, and obviously, I think Teddy had the rights to the movie and everything, and it was kiboshed. There you go. Politics and dancing again. We said, we said, there's got to be something there. There's got to be something that's happened. Someone's been upset. It's been a disagreement and it's been kiboshed. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. And I don't think this is, these are not secrets. I think it's probably, it's probably common knowledge to everyone that was involved with it. But obviously all the way over here, we, we only hear the little whispers, don't we? Yeah. Unless you subscribe to Real Talk and we are laying down the truth for you, <laughs> keeping you informed. All right. So the next thing I wanted to talk about, because I watched it live as it was happening, was uh, UFC yeah. 261 was this past weekend, which was a fucking amazing card. It was so good. Even my partner, Ariel, she was even into it. Like, it was really, really good. It was a really good card. Um, everybody did amazing. However... There was one fight. Yeah, that was nasty. <laughs> so it's funny. So as we were talking about this tonight, like, so Terry, uh, you know, we were talking about showing clips and the, I can't find a clip 
of this. I sent so what, you one. No, what you no, you just sent me an image, but an actual. I was no, trying to find no, a no, video. No, 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 no. I sent you on WhatsApp the video of it happening. It's like a five-second clip. Oh crap! Okay, no, no. Anyway, tell them what oh, we're talking about. Oh, no, found it. No, well, I haven't yet. You'll see it. It'll be you, here in the little box. Tell people what we're talking about. We haven't even said what it is yet. What's his name? I can't remember his name. <laughs> Chris Weidman. <laughs> Chris Weidman. So in his fight, he threw a big low kick in. Calf and kick. Uh, I, 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 it was a calf didn't... kick. He was aiming for a calf kick. Yeah, which is a low kick. Yeah. You can't get much lower than the calf. <laughs> That's a low kick. That's a low, low kick. Calf and kick. by the way, folks, I am looking at Terry's message right now. He did not send me a video. He sent me an image. On WhatsApp. A... No, no, no. WhatsApp. No, I, I did. So. Listen, people, Scott doesn't like the look of WhatsApp because everyone, they, because because the people who own it are watching everything we do. So we the have people to own it or Facebook. But <laughs> we, um, we I did not get your. That. I did not get your. I didn't get your WhatsApp. I'm not lying. I'm not. I'm not joking. Oh, whatever. I've, I've got that clip. It's like a five second clip of it happening. I have I it. it so I dug it down. So hold on, folks. There. Let's let's watch this thing. And I'm gonna. Oh my God! Look how quickly that happens. Video unavailable. What happens? I can't see anything. No, no, I'm not sharing it yet. I was going to share it. I just pulled it up on my uh, screen um, and YouTube's already blocked it. So it's really difficult to get uh, because yeah. UFC really cracks down on copyright. Yeah. And I, so I, just, I don't know if it's uh, a copyright thing or if it's well, probably. a... Uh, okay, I found another one. So I'm going to share my screen. And I'm going to warn people, if you are queasy at all, <laughs> do not watch this thing. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it is, it's, it's horrific. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the irony around this thing. Um, let's see. Okay. Can you see my screen here? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to back it up here a little bit. I'm not going to play any sound on this thing because it's really not, not relevant. Yeah, you don't, need, you don't need to hear anything. You just need All to right. see it. So here's Chris Weidman. Uh, I totally forget blanking on the gentleman's name that he's fighting. Winding up for the calf kick, and I'm going to hit play. Oh, Jesus. And then he's, just wait. This is in slow-mo, too. Are they going to show the part where he sits back on it? Oh my God! Look, he does. He's not even feeling it in that moment, and then he tries oh, to does, stand on it. Doesn't he? Oh, oh, oh look at that! Oh, oh, Jesus Christ! All right, let me get rid of this thing. All right, I'm gonna get rid of it. So, thing is, he he go he goes for that low kick, right? He goes for the calf kick, but he's a bit high. He's a bit and high. He lands square below the knee, just below the, the knee. part of the shin. Yeah, he couldn't kick him at a harder part. That's exactly what happened. Now, but here's the crazy fucking thing. Here's the crazy thing. Seven years ago, he fought Anderson Silva. Same fucking guy. Chris uh, yeah, Weidman yeah. fought Anderson Silva at UFC uh, 168, December 28, 2013. Seven years ago. And Anderson Silva threw the same fucking kick at him. He was fight. He was fighting Weidman's. He went. Yes. Silver broke. What are the fucking odds of that? That's fucking. It's crazy. insane. Right, let me see if I could pull that up. So I'm gonna. All right. So I'm gonna play that. 
it's insane. It's the opposite leg, but it's the exact same thing. And it's, it's just freaky, man. Yeah, like I, the, the tip, odds, tip and fib snapping. the odds are just, Oh, look at this. Same, same position, just it, below the knee. Yes. Mm. It's crazy stuff. And I'm telling you, oh, Jesus. Just below that knee. Man. So, but, okay, what? (laughs) It it got me thinking, though, right? Hold on a second. If you were a gambling person and you said, okay, so Anderson Silva, seven years ago, fights this guy. (laughs) So he fights this guy, Weidman, and throws this kick. Weidman checks it. Silva breaks his fucking shin right across there. And and to be frank, Silva was never seen after that fight. No, no. that's, well, that's a his... big break. That's right. I, I, and I, I, I want to talk to you about that in a second, because we know somebody else has had that break. Uh, so anyway, and then you flash forward seven years later, Weidman is now fighting. And he's done exactly the same. And he does the, ex- what are the odds? It's only you happened wouldn't. three times in the UFC. Only well, three times. If, if you were a gambling man, you would have bet on Trump to come into a second turn. <laughs> now that's fucking five. What are you talking about? President Biden. I'll Pre- never see again. You're crazy. President Biden had that wrapped up. You're insane. Anyway, I, I was whatever. There all the way. I was there all the way. What's wrong with President Biden? What's your problem with him? I don't. He's listening. I don't have any problem. <laughs> anyway, so the thinking. odds are going to be thinking the odds. That's good. Don't think too much because it'll hurt you. But just a little bit. I was wondering, I don't know of any knockdown fighters that have broken a tib and fib. Like yes, you that. do. You do know one. Do I who? Nicholas Pettis. Did he That's break a, his tib and fib like that? That is how he ended his K1 boxing career. Yeah, but that's K1. Not knockdown fighting. It's different. It's different. It's, my point is, we know somebody that's happened to, and he's been vocal about it as well. And he's t- said the same thing as Silva has talked about later on, is the psychological damage that it does on you after. How do you fucking come back after snapping your I leg in two pieces? You'll never throw that kick the same again. You'll never throw it again. You're always going to question anything that you throw in that way. You're going something, even if you don't think and you think you're the toughest, whatever, something in your subconscious is going to be like, oh shit. What, what are we yeah. doing here? We remember, do you remember what happened last time? Yeah. yeah. Crazy man. That's uh, unfortunate. So my, thought, my thoughts Horrific. on it were is it like, uh, it is a very unfortunate thing and it's just one of those things. But I it's don't perfect. hear of it. I don't hear a lot of it in Kyokushin because right? we don't do and those it, low kicks. We're doing we're doing thigh kicks. People are kicking. We're doing gaydon kicks into the thigh. But you know what? We're starting. It's starting to get more popular now, and people are doing calf kicks because they work. Because the crazy thing about a calf kick, and I don't know if you've ever experienced one, but I did get one once. It's really bizarre. A thigh kick, you can condition for it. You know, you can do a lot of conditioning for it. And Calf after it's very sensitive, it's bizarre. So I got one once and my whole leg just froze. 
Like there's oh, so many thing. It's a whole so many nerves traveling down there. It and, is. It's all, well, it's kind of they go down the leg and they branch out into the calf. It's and weird, it and it goes. I, it cuts off the electricity there. It's bizarre. It's absolutely. I don't know bizarre. if you can. I, well, the thing is, we never condition it. We don't we condition the shins. Perhaps maybe if and the thighs it, from yeah, doing from getting taken. If people started conditioning the calves. Maybe they'd end up the same as the thighs. It's possible. It's possible. Um, but in, in but the thing though in this case is it's not just that you know the, the unfortunate thing is he was going for a calf kick and this guy checked it with, just like you said with the front of his shin just below the knee where it's Hi, pretty much you're hitting part. concrete <laughs> like it's yeah. like it's That's insane. the worst part you're gonna hit yeah so I'm gonna yeah. show you and, and his leg was solid there was no moving his leg was planted yeah. <laughs> yeah so i want uh if you guys don't mind i'm going to show the aftermath now <laughs> this poor guy so he's had surgery so this is oh, there's look at these i don't know if you guys can see this clearly but look this is just after he's kicked <laughs> jesus well, I said, look, oh, look where he steps on in it. the middle of his where this broke look where he steps on it it's, it's literally folding oh my yeah. god Anyway, here's the official X-ray. Look at that. It's literally snapped in two pieces. That's it. It's just, it's just sinew and skin holding his fucking foot back on. Yeah. So he, he updated his Twitter. He showed the picture here of the absolute break. And then they put a titanium uh, plate or down here. And they put a couple yeah. screws bolting in here. A couple uh, one screw bolting in just under the knee. Now, this leads me to another question. So now he's got this titanium plate in there, and I assume Silva did too, and he came back. Like, can you fight again with a titanium plate in your shin? I know of a, I know of a, um, a story I read of a, a Thai boxer in, in Thailand who had... Sounds familiar. He had surgery. Nothing was broken. He, um, it was elective surgery, he yeah, asked yeah. to have titanium with his fucking shins and he went out and kicked the shit out of people and it got he got caught and he got expelled so he can no longer fight but i'm just wondering what's the difference what's the difference between somebody mm. i would imagine it's um like this titanium rod is kind of down through the bone holding it all together i don't think it's on the outside of the no bone it's not holding it in, no. is it that's correct so they drill down from... into the bone and it goes through the so basically if you smash that you could bend it buckle it and smash the bone on the outside of it theoretically so i know where you're going with this so yeah so they i mean obviously i'm no doctor but i think they drill through the bone marrow they put it in and with the yeah. with the hope that over a few months the marrow is going to grow the over bone it, the bone, it you got it whereas this yeah. guy probably had the <laughs> outside the shin <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, people do people do crazy things to get an edge have you seen these guys there's a couple of russian guys right and there's a couple of indian guys that have synthol injected into their muscles oh god uh, and it's like oh i get a bit of an emergency what? here folks i just got to hit pause this for a second sorry guys sorry folks just had a little personal thing i had to deal with yeah, go on. Tell the people what you had to deal with. It's a regular feature on our show now, folks. You know what it is. 
<laughs> next, you know what we need to do? We need to play some little intermission music. <laughs> no, what I need to do is stop drinking so much before uh, Terry <laughs> is ready to record. Is what I need to do. Same as the dojo. You go before we start. <laughs> anyway, but that was, uh, yeah, so pretty crazy coincidence that this, yeah. like the, uh, again, like the odds are just astronomical this guy seven years ago fights most probably one of the a lot of people say he's the goat one of the yeah. greatest mma he's fighters one of the ever. Goats. yeah and uh he goes out by smashing his shin across this guy seven years later same guy goes into a fight same guy does that jesus like the odds it's are one of just those freaky things isn't that not just freaky to have happen to anyone but to happen to these people the same who are guy. connected First thing popped my head was some Brazilian voodoo shit happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Anderson Silva casted some fucking voodoo shit on him. Or somebody who loves him. Now yeah. he's done the same thing. Like Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal voodoo the fuck right out of him. Well, remember Steven Seagal said he taught, taught Anderson Silva? Well, he, did, he taught him. He taught him to do that. <laughs> And the, front the, kick, front the front kick, the front kick, which is ironic because he's an Aikido and there's no front kick. <laughs> and but when you're talking uh, about this, Steam Seagal, I know. You remember, what a segue! You remember hard? You remember hard to kill? The movie? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was all about the uh, Jamaicans and voodoo. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Seagal has got a connection there. He could yeah, have easily. Right. He could have judo judo jinxed. How do you remember that? Did you just pull that out of your butt just now? Listen, you want to talk about films again? Oh I am God. I. Oh, by the I, way, we missed we missed a prominent Jokishin. I am a film almanac. Oh, yeah. film almanac. <laughs> <laughs> we did uh, the, the prominent film. Prominent film we missed. Out, you're talking about Fighter in the Wind. Fighter in the Wind. Yeah, we missed Fighter I, in the Wind. I talked to you about that. I wasn't that. I think it was spoiled. I think it could have been done so much better. So I agree with Terry on this one. I love. Don't get me wrong. I love Fighter in the, in the Wind. Just as yeah, because a, it's something it's, personal to us. Exactly, and it's a fun thing to look at. But it's it's but a it it's a shit not film. a. It's a shit film. It's not it's done well, film. and it's done if in that hokey done, pokey kind of like. If it was done like Kurobi, what a film yeah. it would have been. If it was done with not no tongue in cheek, no serious silly wire stuff, and no, because there no was no silly, silly like, shit involved, <sighs> and stuff. No, if it was done yeah. like a legitimate story based, like you, great point, like uh, like uh, Blackwell. Um, yeah, they fucked it up. They fucked that film up, basically. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, that was who knows what. Excuse me, what their intention was. It's a Korean film. Well, uh, if they their did intention it in honor... was to fuck it up, they succeeded. <laughs> well, they're. I'm sure their intention was, was to honor me? one of their own. I mean, at the end of the day, Sosai was Korean. Um, he went back there to train and, or sorry, to teach and do some seminars and was really accepted there and i yeah. think they've always seen always seen him as one of his, one of their own and then they did this film and that, it was just the genre of that also time. just to add just to add in there so people have a thing matsui is also korean mm -hmm. yeah I, I think a lot of people i'm not sure if people um are, are aware or not aware of that but yeah you're right i mean uh, and a lot of people in the ik organization 
Korean. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, right. Are we going to move on to the theme of tonight? What is the theme? Well, I, I thought we were wrapping up. I thought we were done. done. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Kevin, I think it's Carlos. Carlos Blanca. Carlos okay. Blanca. Yeah. I think he messaged asking us if we can talk about McDojos. Oh, yes. So what we refer to here in North America is McDojos. Well, there's no fucking I in it, is it? It's not no. Mick. It's Muck. As in McDonald, McDojo. So we call it Mick Do- McDonald's, no McDonald's, no McDonald's, McDonald's. There's no A, McDojo. No yeah, McDojo. Yeah. It, you know what? It is, it is bad, uh, the whole McDojo thing. It got better for a while. It got better because of the internet. It yeah, really did. People are being called on it. You can see it. Hundred percent. It was so easy, right? With, with advent of the internet, it just it it you know it, you were able to expose people pretty damn quickly. Yeah. But then, for some reason, even with the internet, people started still believing some of this bullshit. And um, Pe- people believe their own bullshit. Uh, and people do believe their own bullshit. Well, I believe my own bullshit. Terry does believe you know. his own bullshit. What's that by? Um, I tell you what, oh, what else Terry, all the people I know, you're one of them. Us, us, Shemasen, us, Senpai, Senpai Scott, us. I um, a friend, my, I was speaking to my good friend of mine the other day who lives out in uh, Holland, and he was telling me about a story. He was walking down the street, um, and there was like two boys having a big argument. They would one was screaming and shouting, being really aggressive, threatening them. Come on, I'll fucking kill you. I'll do this. I'll do that. Blah 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 big scene right really mm. aggressive vocal um yeah and they said to him well what come around the corner then if you want to mm. and then they went around the corner and he didn't see what happened but then the guy that was really loud sat on the floor then with all his face smashed in all nose bleeding all blood gushing out everywhere like oh oh and the police said oh should we call you an ambulance or yeah call me an ambulance and it's like oh. and, and you're an ambulance think, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and it makes you think how what what how were you so confident when you can't actually fucking fight? So that one there, I don't know if that comes from McDojo's or what the fuck that comes from, but I kind of grew up around that shit. Same type of theme, in there. Yeah, I, I I grew up around a lot of stuff. There was oh, I gotta be careful here, even right now, what I say. Um, there's certain people who would yeah uh, do a lot of fucking talk shit get in your face and do that but if you actually brought it back to them it was to back it up no you know what there's actually there's a ufc story around this and it happened in england uh if my memory serves me um fuck man i don't want to say the wrong names because i don't want to mess up but they were back in the day guys like uh back in the like the original first 10 15 years of uh of ufc uh, and one of these guys who's very, very, very well known, uh, an altercation happened on the streets of London and something happened in an alleyway and this guy got his fucking ass kicked. And this is a UFC fighter, <laughs> but it was different when it was in the street. But that, somebody that's, was, a different, that's a different thing. That's, a little, that's different. That's different. I, what, what, it just reminded me. But what, what you're yeah. talking about is people uh, talk shit and they can't back it yeah. up see it all the time on the door right it, it, oh yeah just, i bet you did on the door it, <laughs> all shit. the time you used to see it you'd have people that liquid courage 
Yeah, but we call it we call it um, talking the talk. Yeah. So you've got to talk the talk and walk the walk. Yeah. Some people become so good at talking the talk and that they back people down. They've never actually got to the physical side of it. Mm-hmm. And then when when it gets physical, they haven't got to let this sugar pedestal that they fucking built their, their house upon just gets fucking washed away when the rain of violence fucking comes down on them. Mm-hmm. The rain of violence. <laughs> oh, I have had some rains of violence. I like time. that. I actually like that. A rains of violence. I'm trying to find, what are the guys? Cause I've chatted with them that started outing uh, all these McDojo things. Um, what, what are they called? Is a guy who started uh, the it's basically exposing a lot of this shit. Yeah, is he a BJJ guy? My God, this is, is the, terrible. McDojo life, McDojo life. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the Facebook group. Yeah, so he's awesome. I've actually chatted with him before, and he's somebody I would love actually. Hmm, interesting. I should reach out Get to him. On. Yeah. Anyway, he runs McDojo Life on whatever YouTube, Instagram, old shit. So people are always sending him clips. I've sent him clips that he's reposted before, and that's what it basically goes down to. Is is one thing having people on the street talking shit and they can do those stuff, but there's people are literally scamming people because they have the secrets oh, and they can teach all this shit. And like, it's crazy, man. Fucking but it, crazy. But it's, it's, a, it's a it's a fantastic con because. Very few people are going to be exposed to violence like I was, unless you're going to go and work in that type of arena. Extremely rare. You may get into one or two fights in your entire life. I know people who were in their 50s that have never, ever been in a fight. Extremely rare. Extremely. Sensi Steve and I have talked about this before, and Sensi Steve's talked about this in class before, because people talked about self-defense and all that stuff. The, The odds of you getting into one of those altercations is so fucking rare in our lifestyle you know when when i grew up and where i grew up and we've talked about this a little bit before it was kind of commonplace it was almost like <laughs> i hate to say it was almost like a sport <laughs> you go on a friday yeah. night and you get a few things in you and you you're looking for shit and stuff would go down and whatever you'd be friends the next day shit happens and yeah. whatever but that's rare now that just doesn't happen yeah. and and unless you're living in some weird big american city where you and you're not being smart and you somebody's going to jack you for something the odds of you Believe getting you in the valleys rugby town mm-hmm. welsh valleys rugby area yeah you don't, you don't see the you don't see people fighting no you don't see it now it doesn't happen here anymore and uh it's yeah it's 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 weird it's weird and not it only is. that things have changed too I remember actually my brother, who's a bit of a <laughs> scrapper, he used to get into stuff, you know, a turning point for him many, 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 many years ago was he got into something in a bar with somebody and the guy whipped out a gun quickly mm. and changed his whole perspective on things. Cause he was like, no matter how fucking fast you can punch. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't think anything ever happened to him again. Um, because it did, it changed a complete perspective on everything. We're in a day and age where you don't know, you never know, especially now, but things are, and people, you know, guys, gals train in fucking jujitsu and, and Muay Thai and 
joke yeah. shin or whatever the case may be. You don't know who knows what. You don't know who's doing what. Keep your mouth shut. Just because you, you don't, you yeah. really, really don't and, know. And today, so. uh, you know, in the 90s, when I was like on the door, 90s to two, the 2000s, mm-hmm. you could smack someone. And I mean, you could beat the fuck out of someone. Uh, and it was fine. They'd be mm. all right the next day. You'd be all right the next day. That's another it point. Was perf- it was perfectly acceptable yeah. to knock someone out. Yeah. But, and then but towards the end, we, we were talking 2010, then the, oh, the cameras everywhere, camera phones out everywhere. People are being arrested. Exactly. People, are, go, people are, are going to prison for just defending themselves. Exactly. And that's a great fucking point because I remember even back in, in, in the Maritimes where I'm from, even at the point I had already gotten a black belt in Kempo, I, stuff had happened to me in a bar that if it happened today and was caught on film, I'd probably be charged and I'd probably whatever. Yeah. It's really, really weird. We're back then. It was just like, all right, shit happened. We shake hands at the end or we not, whatever, whatever, but we just go our separate ways. But now, no, it's a dangerous, dangerous thing. That's a whole separate thing. But I I do find the people who are mouthy, like a little fucking chihuahua are like, "Mm, it doesn't smell right. got a lot to back it up. No, it doesn't smell right. Well, you're talking like it was the golden end of the golden years 80s 90s of like door work where people were fighting it was the hard man if you were a tough guy you had respect and they were like oh well you know leave john alone he's a fucking psycho he, he yeah. can have a row leave him alone and you were respected for that and mm. um, like i i remember i remember having fights with guys sometimes and you'd have a fight and you drop them fair and square and you put them down and they're out and then they come around after and they'd be like Oh yeah, fair play. That's fair what I'm getting there, at. Yeah. Take hands. And, and yes. I've I've had stuff with people where we've scrambled outside. I've knocked them out outside. Mm-hmm. They, you know, and they've come back around, and we're talking. They're like, "What's happened?" I'm like, "You've been a prick, so you got sparked." Yes. And he's like, "Oh, was I? Oh, sorry, but uh, shake hands." And they come back inside. Exactly. Like, oh, carry on then. Carry on with your night. That's what I'm talking about. So that's the way it was for me back then too. So that I think yeah. those days have changed. Um, but it also now, but in terms of McDojos, I mean, it's still happening that people are, are that's, teaching. That's how we got on. That's how we got onto this. People are teaching bullshit. Yeah. But, and it'll never be tested. So they're yeah. getting away with it. Yeah. So, and I, and I mean, I come from, so my original system was Kempo and it was really f- famous and flashy for all the like 21 struck strikes in a second kind of bullshit and yeah. stuff. Jeff Speakman stuff. Jeff Speakman, which was probably what got me. Actually, it is the perfect weapon. Great movie. Actually, a fucking fantastic movie. And it's what sent me down that that path. And yeah. I, and that's why I ultimately ended up getting my first black belt. Also, also with Gary Takagawa. Who's the bad guy? Gary Takagawa. Takagawa. Oh, really? I don't know. Takagawa. He's a bad guy. Oh, interesting. Great movie, though. Fucking great. Fantastic movie. Brilliant film. Brilliant film. But unfortunately life is not like that. It doesn't work like, so that was one of the, pro- that's what brought me actually to Kyokushin because I would be in there. I, I didn't feel legitimate. I knew I had a black belt in a system. And I'm not saying that Kempo studios are, are McDojo's because they evolved as well. No. I I'm familiar with a lot of uh, folks that teach Kempo now, and they were smart enough to see the evolution of shit. When, when UFC came out, 
yeah and, and things like that and they start they called it like there's some places called kempo 5.0 now and stuff where they incorporate grappling and they incorporate yeah. real life scenarios all of it to the net yeah and and i have huge respect for that i have a huge yeah. respect for that i think i think mcdojo and a dojo that is not as practical as it could be it's like a fine line it's a yeah. fine line on there well some stuff is just literal horse shit and we see it like there, what's the guy that that's uh i don't know is some one of the russia or somewhere in that part of the world that does this fucking thing systema no, no, no. System is a whole other one. We could we could dedicate an entire fucking episode Listen, to system. Don't be fucking slagging system off. Oh, They've dude. sent the spetsnaz in it after you. Anyway, I'm not a, part of this conversation, comrades. There's a, there's a guy who does this weird fucking the chicken dance. Guy. Yeah. What? I can't remember like his name. Old guy, isn't he? Yeah, he does this weird chicken fucking kind of weird thing, and everybody watches it for the laws. But unfortunately. It's as funny as we watch it as martial artists and we watch it and it's hilarious. There's people actually duped by this shit. They're paying these folks money. I, I subscribed. And, and, I thought that was legit as fuck. <laughs> you know, it, it's sad. Like there's another one. There's another famous video. I, if I had a prep, I, I would have played it. And maybe I will. I'll throw it up here. You can in the I, editing. Yeah, when I do. But there's a, a video or two of this Taekwondo. Uh, and, and it's it's so, again, it's so bad because I know so so many great taekwondo schools dojangs instead of dojos that that teach legit shit and what they're doing but then you have these idiots they're doing this stuff and they're, they got black belts wrapped around their waist and they look like they fucking couldn't fight a kindergarten class and it's embarrassing and i find it it, it looks bad not just for taekwondo it makes everything look all bad. martial arts it looks at all make it it becomes it makes it a joke it and, is, and i'm shocked that they do it in this day of age traditional martial arts is seen as a joke if you're not mm -hmm. doing mma or jujitsu it's seen as a joke the, you're doing the play stuff the pajama stuff exactly pajama stuff exactly exactly and it shouldn't be like that and that's one of the things that you know even back in the day that brought me um i don't mean this in a romantic way but brought me to terry uh <laughs> <laughs> you, I brought you to me into my palace <laughs> the spider to the fly. Make, make karate dangerous karate used to be respected it used to be respected and like if somebody oh fuck that motherfucker the black belt but don't fuck with him like or, or her um they know their shit now it's kind of a joke and i hate that i want it to be back at the level like in jujitsu brazilian jiu-jitsu it's pretty well known if you've gotten even a, a i won't even say blue if you got into purple belt level you know your shit you could pretty much take care of anyone in average society anything beyond that you're yeah. fucked like well, with, with gonna, these guys so I, I would love to see the same for for uh, a community for, for that are still pretty good at policing itself because it's still relatively a young art. That's correct. So they, they, I love they what you're saying. Themselves. They police themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've got someone that's popped up, that's a Brazilian black belt, um, people will find him and they'll go and fucking, they'll, they'll storm the dojo. Yes, they will. Go yourself a black belt with us. Have a look at your training then. Exactly. And they will call them out. Now, the difference is, in, and this is where jiu-jitsu uh, jiu and Brazilian jiu-jitsu is a little bit more lucky than in the case that we are. 
when you say something like storming a dojo, when you go to a jujitsu dojo and you, and you challenge someone, you're going to roll the floor, right? The worst that's going to happen, well, theoretically, the worst could happen. You could snap a limb or something. Your neck snapped. Yeah, theoretically, that could happen. But at the worst, you're going to get some slaps in the head. It's difficult when, in, its, in a stand-up or more of a uh, traditional karate type of thing because then it's, it's, it's everything that's happening. It's, yeah. it's ugly. So what we need to do is bring back fucking dojo storming. Yeah. I'm all down for this. Yeah, you are? I'm down for this, yeah. Because there's nothing I hate more than seeing... And, and let's respect different levels of fitness, okay? We will have different levels. But when you've got a, a Kyokushin dojo that is doing just crap, and okay. it's representing an art that I love, okay. then I feel... It's like I, I need to write this wrong. I agree with you on this one. the fuck out of everyone. I, 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 I'm honestly, I'm going to put my cards with Terry on this one because Kyokushin is, as we know, there's many styles of karate, a, pl a plethora of fucking styles from the major ones we know, Goju and Shotokan and stuff, down to the more uh, obscure ones that we're not so familiar with. However, it should donate a certain respect to it. And then you have folks that come along and say they're Kyokushin or some derivative of Kyokushin, and it's some watered down version. That really irks me. Excuse yeah, me. And I see, I see it that does, a lot in America. It, 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 I see no a lot comment. America. So I've seen it. In a, I, you know, and when, when Terry says America, I'm going to throw in North America because it's Canada, United States, uh, Mexico. Basically, you know. everything to the right of Great Britain. <laughs> Across the pond of Great Britain. That area, all that part of there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I can't speak for Europe. I can't speak for North America. Um, and, and, and it is weird to me because it, Kyokushin, what brought me to Kyokushin was the fact that it was this hard style. It, it was ultimately when you were studying, if you were learning and you were researching what to take and you wanted to take what was the toughest, hardest, whatever karate style, Kyokushin just always came up. If you, if you were a Kyokushin black belt, you were respected. It was I, like fucking hell. He, he, he's done this fight. You see what they do? And They're I'm terrified crazy. it's going to lose that. So I and I even it's have Scott. It's already lost it. <sighs> see that kills it's me because already gone. I've told the story before to friends where uh, a few quite a few years ago I was dating somebody and and she she had a kid who was studying karate and in, uh, I think he was studying goju. I believe doesn't really matter. Anyway, I was helping him. We went for a trail walk and I was out helping him with his kata. And he was doing this thing. And, and you'll be familiar with this. When he was stepping through his kata, he was walking like his legs were sweeping in. And I did the kata, the same kata, whatever it was he was doing, but my legs were going straight. Mm -hmm. And But I was just showing him a few things. And this guy walks by and he goes, tells me that I'm stepping incorrectly. And I was like, oh, really? And he goes, yeah, you should be, your legs should be coming. And I was like, oh, no, I think, um, yeah, the kid does it because he's in whatever, go do whatever. Uh, but I'm in Kyokushin and we, we don't step that way. And the guy literally went, oh, sorry. Uh, he was all got all kind of serious all of a sudden. He was like, oh, I meant no disrespect. But at this point, I'm nothing. I'm just like a fucking maybe yellow or green belt or something like that. It was nothing. And, but it was enough respect. This guy, like, 
as soon as he heard the word Kyokushin, it meant yeah. something. And that made me feel really, really proud. And, and that's what I'm concerned, to your point. Is, is that going away? It, it, it's, certain, it's certainly good because there's, there's a lot. I mean, first of all, there's lots of people that don't know anything about karate. They don't know anything about the different styles or anything. No, they hear karate. It's I, karate. I, I remember once I had a, a friend, a doorman friend, who had just started doing BJJ. He'd been doing it for about a year. And of course, this was at the hype. This was late, well, early 2000s. Okay. So this was at the hype of BJJ. And I remember he knew I did karate. I remember him giving me a challenge saying, I, I, we, we could fight, spar. He said, I, I'll let you attack me for a minute. You Ooh. can throw all your punches. You, you can attack me for a minute. And he said, and then I'll submit you. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and my other mate, my other mate was like, <laughs> that's a bad idea. I was, I was like, yeah, okay, let's have a go. I kicked him once. One low kick, and he was like, I think you just broke my leg. <laughs> that I can't move. I can't fucking move. I can't move my leg. And then and then I so what I used to take because people don't know what karate, I'd say, come and train with me. This this my thing would be, let's do a little bit of training, do a mm. little bit of bag work, and then batter the fuck out of them. <laughs> for them not on the bag, for them to feel the power through the bag. Mm -hmm. they, you won't you won't know you you would never have experienced the power that is generated in kyokushin unless you get hit through a bag or hit or actually hit by a person yeah and, and he would open their eyes to like fuck me i remember someone said i never knew anyone could ever i didn't know it was possible for a human to hit that hard you know and you're you, i got something flashing in my brain right now so i've mentioned before my my good friend uh nori from japan uh, Yoshida, who stayed with me for almost a year, lived at my place many, many years ago. So Nori was here studying English. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm laughing because Nori was a character, but we Nori started this thing at my house that became really, really cool on Thursday nights. So he was in, in a, English as a second language school. So he had his class was very diverse, like people from all over the fucking world. And he would invite some of them over and they would uh, each week, they would volunteer someone different to cook a dish from their uh, respective areas. Yeah. And it was amazing. We would all kind of collect and Well, I didn't partake they were younger and I, I kind of just kind of sat back, but it was really cool to watch them. So you would have Spanish night or Japanese night mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. So one night they're doing this and there's this guy there. And I think it was one of the French guys and there was, he was making fun of Nori for karate. <clears throat> and so Nori, not Kyokushin, he does. It's an offshoot of Kyokushin, but it's yeah. pretty much the stand-up fighting is the same. And I've talked about to you before. Nori was a machine gun. He was amazing, right? Even though he was very, you know, little guy. And uh, so he's making fun of Nori. And he was making fun of the kicks and stuff like that. So I said, Nori, why, why don't you show him one of the low kicks? Oh, no, Scott again. No. <laughs> and now Nori's fucking in the bag and everything. I'm like, Nori, show the guy. I'm like, you want it? And, and the guy really was making fun of Nori, making fun yeah. of karate and all this kind of shit. Being a dick. Being a dick. He was being a fucking dick. So I'm like, Nori. Just do it, man. Like we're we're all here is not like you're not gonna. It's not looking bad for you on your side. Mm. 
Snorri stood there (laughs) and whips this fucking gate on Mawashi into this guy. He, that guy dropped like a sack of fucking shit and potatoes and just yelped like, like it seemed to your point. Like he thought his leg was broken. That guy couldn't walk. He crawled his way over to my sofa and crawled up onto the sofa, and I swear to God, didn't move up that fucking thing for and about another. There. Yeah, pretty much for another two hours. People don't know though. People don't think karate is karate. They think it's all the. They think it's the karate kid. Yeah, That's all exactly. they think karate yeah. is. Yeah. And and I used to, all the time, like I play, like guys would not realize. And whenever I went into a new uh, pub, a new club, a new door circle, or people, you know, I'm I'm the small karate guy. Mm-hmm. So it's like we I'd have my game we play the dead arm game or the dead leg game. Is it definitely it's a fantastic game. Tell us basically, this game. What are the rules, Terry? You just punch each other. <laughs> That's it. So the dead arm game is you're just allowed to punch each other in the arm until till someone stops, till they can't go on anymore. Fantastic so, game. So there you go. Somebody with a Kyokushin traditional background. It's probably going to do okay in that game. Yeah, <laughs> that game was invented for Kyokushin people. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, funny, I, was wa- I was watching a Joe Rogan clip this week where he talks about Kyokushin, and, and Rogan has a huge respect for Kyokushin. But he was talking about back in the day how they would just like stand. stand. I mean, it's gotten a lot more technical these days, and thankfully so. Actually, I, I actually yeah. I like the more technical, but they would slant, stand there and just beat the living shit out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> I was always told that the Kyokushin is a, it's a, it's a battle of attrition. Yeah. It's yeah. to see who wants it the most. Yeah. And you're trying to wear each other down. I bet yep. you, you're trying to, you're trying to knock each other out by punching yourselves in the body. Crazy. You're trying to pummel the body into submission. It's pretty weird when you think about it. <laughs> But the same, but uh, um, and and you know you've you've done the, your article on why no face punches and this and that. Yeah. So it's probably the the most extreme and hardest contact sport without any uh, brain injury. It's true, actually. That's that's absolutely true. You know, and people would give flack about that. And that's one of the things I come back to. It is one of the arts. If you like combat arts if you like stand-up combat arts what other art are you going to be able to do and do it until you're fucking 70 or 80 years old do do it do it yeah and compete for like 20 years without having a concussion like seriously i mean yeah there is a a chance that you could catch uh mawashi to the head yeah but but it's normally it's normally a clean ko you're out yeah, or it's it to the side right it's, here where it's just cutting blood off, blood flow. You on there, yeah. And uh, it's it's not is it's yeah it's 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 interesting how it's uh, I, well, it's, it's, it's a safe combat sport relatively. With Mawashi's though, right? Mawashi's hit you on the side of the head there. They catch your jaw. You get the brain shake straight away, and you go down. Mm-hmm. It's not repetitive. Bang, bang exactly. Bang into the face. Your head jolting back. Your skull taking the boom, boom. Exactly. It's one thing that's always irked me, and I've always been an advocate about when people talk about boxing is safer and stuff. I'm like, you're ludicrous. People have this weird misconception that boxing gloves are to protect the person that's being hit. It's such a horse. I'm telling you right now, boxing gloves are to protect your fist. 
They're Stop not to protect. Knuckles. They're not has nothing to do with protecting the person that's being hit. It's even nothing. worse. You look at the UFC. Exactly. It, it, it you, is you worse. Had, you've had far more injuries and terrible knockouts and people being fucking pummeled since they introduced gloves. Because yes. when people were bare knuckle, believe it or not, they would pull their punches a little bit because it's Ex- like, ah. Oh, and Joe knuckle, Rogan, again, I, I, you know, I hate to bring up the name again. I'm not doing it just for whatever. But Rogan's talked about this too. Like he, he said, if he's had his, if he could have his way, he would bring back bare knuckle again for the exact same reason that you're talking about. It, it limits the amount of strikes. It literally limits the amount of strikes. It, it limits the amount of damage to the head. It limits the amount of inflict of concussion or any concussive kind of injury um, because you're more uh, weary of busting your fucking own fist yeah. and shit like you that. Think- You'd watch the early fights. You'd catch mm-hmm. someone, right? Bang. And then he'd be like, oh, he's fucked his hand now. Exactly. Now he's trying to do armor fists on him because he's like, he's not punching him hard. People now with gloves, the person's on the floor. They're fucking teeing off on him. Bang, bang. Their hand could no be. Worry. Exactly. Their hand could be broken. and But it's in a wrapped fucking cast. And they're just yeah. like still drilling it's down. It's a club. It's a club. So it's bizarre. And again, I, I, you know, preaching to the choir or whatever, but Rogan talks about this too. The fact of the matter is it's, it's a visual thing. It's a visual people. Oh, well, their hands are wrapped. Everything is safe. Get the hell out of here. If some top notch fucking UFC fighter cracks you in the head with one of those gloves in a cast, this, that's insane. That's but insane. That's I, I would that's take the, the I would take the fucking bare knuckle any day. That's the same as like the kudo helmet, right? Yes, you think it you, is. you win a helmet, it's like, oh, that's all right. You take it. You get fucking whacked in that, and it amplifies the shock. I agree with you too. Take down your back. I would rather without the helmet. I, I so that's interesting you say that because it's a topic that I've stayed away from because you know I don't have the experience. I'm talking about it from I'm like a quarterback, uh, what do they call it? armchair armchair quarterback, but a kudo helmet. I'm just going from facts. Facts matter, right? I'm just going from pure scientific facts. The fact of the matter is, if you're wearing a protective shell on your fucking head and somebody's slamming punches into you, you have a way higher chance of getting. Uh, concussive impact because your brain is sloshing around in there in water this is why people who you know those jet skis i don't know how popular they are in 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 your part of the world but they're super popular here concussions are so fucking high here off the charts because people are like driving this thing slamming their fucking brains i I always go jet skiing when i'm in tenerife (laughs) i I go out on him and this is just a quick the side thing. This guy was saying, like, he was like, he jet skiing all the time. That was his job. And he's like, yeah, we're going to go to the other side. We're going to go from uh, uh, Las Americas to Las Gigantes. And it's like, I'm like, yeah, man, 45 minutes on the jet. He's flat out, <laughs> flat out going, right? And yeah. I'm flat out and I'm being fucking thrown all over the shop. Exactly. Shocking my arm, and I'm gripping it. And then I have to stop after five minutes. And he's like, oh, everything's tight. Everything okay. And I'm like, in fact, if I can barely fucking hold on, I need a little break because it's rattling my fucking brain. Exactly. So that's what I'm talking about. It's your brain sits in a liquid 
and any cerebral fluid exactly and any jarring is the brain smashing up against the walls well, that's, and that's, that's where your knockout is when you exactly. bang someone in the chin you want the brain to bounce in the skull exactly it a neurological shutdown Bang, which is, is which is why they talk about jujitsu being more safe and it's ironic because they're trying to outlaw this and policing and i don't want to get in that whole thing but chokes chokes are so fucking safe all you're doing is literally just put you're just cutting off the blood flow of oxygen in the brain and the person i can almost put myself to sleep just by doing this like it, it's just it's the problem silly. with chokes though or what the, the thing with the choke is when do you stop well, that's different. That's a whole different and, thing. And if this you know is the how thing, to... though. Some some people, and this happens a lot with doorman. It's called and it's called positional asphyxiation. So mm -hmm. where you got one doorman grabbing him around the head, one mm -hmm. doorman's picked his legs up and he's grabbing him. Another doorman's got his arms and they're walking the guy out. By the time they get the guy from the dance floor to outside, they've strangled him to death. Right. That's that's a whole because other. So that, well, that's a, a, like a, a positional asphyxiation is called. Right. So that's something to be very mindful of as well. Yeah, that's 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 unfortunate. I'm ta I'm talking about more of a of a sports a aspect, but yeah, uh, from, from it's, the, because I, I just think people the need to be that's doing the choking is monitoring it. If they like, is he out? Is he out? And it's, they let go straight away. You know, I always like to use this analogy to people who are um, misinformed about the safety and ethics around combat sports and whether boxing gloves and all this kind of nonsense. It's like people who they, oh, they should wear shin guards and stuff like you're out of your fucking mind. It just means they can kick harder. Yeah. Here's the no, thing. No clue. Here's the thing, folks. You put American football. They wear helmets, they wear shoulder pads, everything, everything. They're fucking padded from top to knee. They're completely padded. You put that against rugby players, fairly similar sports. Who yeah. has the higher injuries and concussions? It's not, players. not even close. It's not even close. Like it's, well, it's like, not even a thing in rugby, like concussion. And it's not even a thing. It's not even close because the rugby player is not wearing all that retarded padding. And so they're aware, shit, I can't hit this person as hard as I got to be aware of my own brain bucket here. I've got to yeah. be aware of all these things. Whereas in, in American football, and, and it's kind of a thing fucking in rugby. slamming. In rugby, you're also trying to avoid the person tackling you. Exactly. In American football, you kind of, I don't really, you just run into each other. It's slam. The it is slam. The ball? the ball's fucking over there. Well, we, let's just run into each other. Exactly. I don't it's, really get it. Yeah. It, it's like <laughs> hockey. Don't really fucking get that neither. Shut your fucking <laughs> mouth. What are you talking about? We're in, the middle of a prof we're in the middle of a professional game. <laughs> let's have a fight in the middle. Stop the game. We're having a fight. God Stop bless them. God bless them. Nobody interferes. <laughs> Pull that jersey over and let them rip. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We segued off of McDojo's, but it kind of stays. In but the, yeah, yeah, it's kind of that, that's the same thing. So people talking about McDojo's. God, it's, I got to go to the bathroom again so bad. No, Did you're not. You're not going to yeah. the bathroom again. What are we on now? We're on <laughs> one hour 20. You're not oh my God. Let's wrap this bad boy up. This up. McDojo's. Very Stay hard away. to find police. Yeah, but 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 again, what is a McDojo then? It's some is someone's opinion. Because it's someone's opinion who's teaching unproven principles. No, I mean who decides <laughs> what the fuck are you on about? What? Who decides 
Not I do. Dojo is. I just did. I, I just decided. Oh, senpai. Oh. <laughs> because, like, I some some like a taekwondo person could look at a dojo and go, "That is legit as fuck." Absolutely. And then I would, we would look at it and go, "What the fuck are you doing?" It's, I get it about. This is a joke. No, no. <laughs> this is a joke. He's not. Are you going? I'm pausing. Oh, I am. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Fucking. This out. is a new record. <laughs> I need it twice in one show. <laughs> I still blame you because I was waiting on you. You wasn't waiting for me. Yeah, I was waiting for you. Or somebody. <laughs> right, best fucking round this bitch up, man. Before you, before you have to go and fucking have a have a nanny nap or something. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my prostate checked. Is what I think I need to do. At your age, it's very important you should do. Not are, are all jokes aside, I just got, guys. I just got everything checked. Yeah. For mid-40s, mid-40s to 50. That's I check every year. You should. I, I check. I try to check myself every day. But <laughs> that's a different story. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I'm the one that's been drinking. Oh, my God. But... but from about 45 to 50, that is a time you should be getting your prostate checked, guys. You want to hear a bizarre fact about, all joking is aside. About, is it about your prostate? Not mine particularly, but prostates in general. Yeah. If, as a male, you had the ability to live forever, you're a fucking vampire, whatever. You could just live forever. Right. No matter how long you can live, eventually you will get prostate cancer. Isn't that weird? Right. Yeah, but it's not going to kill you if you're a vampire because you're immortal. <laughs> so it doesn't really fucking matter, does oh it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Was that your point? My point is, eventually, <laughs> prostate cancer is a real thing that will, at some point, come up. I find that really odd. It's real. I don't know. And the it's prostate, really... isn't that like it's about the size of a walnut? Isn't it's it? the size of a walnut. It's a gland the size of a walnut. That, yeah. Anyway. And I believe you. Anyway, it's a different story. We're going. We're going down a route here. Oh Jesus! There's such a thing as prostate milking. I viewed, but that's. Oh my God! I'm going to cut that out. Oh my God! I so apologize, everyone. I'm going to milk. Oh Jesus! Now I'm like. (laughs) (laughs) That's a legitimate medical technique. It is. It's a legitimate medical technique. No I've comment. seen that on many documentaries. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, no comment. Anyway, let's round this bitch up. Oh, man, that's quite the note to end on. <laughs> let's round it up. So uh, what else is coming? <laughs> <laughs> on a different note, slightly different note, our good friend, Sensei Pat Pinto of the Kyokushin Shuffle. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of doing like a... He did Forever the Student, and he's kind of doing the opposite now of Forever the Coach. Yeah, yeah, you talked about it, yeah. Go, yeah, so he's going down that. So I'm going back on in the next week or so. Yeah, look at you. To, to talk about, oh, you know, yeah. you've done one show, I need to keep one above you. Wow, I haven't been on his show. No, but you've been on Drew's show, been on I've the been on experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah, we, we're going to go on and we're going to talk about coaching, but a different type of coaching. 
Does it have anything to do with the prostate stuff you were just talking about? Nothing at all to do <laughs> with the prostate. <laughs> Nothing at all to do with prostate. Prostate free. Uh, I was supposed to actually, Marshall Way was supposed to have a guest on Sunday, but unfortunately it got canceled and I was really looking forward to it. It was not a Kyokushin person. It was a Shotokan person. I don't want you're to gonna drop some, you're going to drop some hints. Mm, I don't really want to too much, but just because I, 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 I hope he does come back on. There's a, I, so there's a few, uh, Kyokushin mm -hmm. or sorry, um, um, Shotokan people. And some other styles that I wanted to get on because they still yeah. they're in that similar mindset. And this guy yeah. was one of them. He's he's like if you if I showed you his videos, you'd be like, Shotokan? Like it's it's where it, is he? He's here in Canada. Yeah, that's in Nova Scotia. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I probably it's probably who we're thinking about because I'm friends with him as well. Okay, great guy, great guy. But uh, anyway, it got canceled due to the personal stuff. Um, and then I, another person I really want to get is I'm not sure if you're familiar with Andre Bertel, Sensei Andre yeah, yeah. Bertel yeah. in Japan. So when you watch his movements, <clears throat> so sharp, phenomenal, unbelievably sharp. A another guy who worked in security like you for years, for years, and he talks about it like try tried and tested kind of stuff. Yeah, um, both door and um, is he and, Aus is he Australian? Uh, no, I think well, he, no, he's from Europe, but I, I, I forget where he's from, from Europe. Europe. I love it when you Americans say he's from Europe, completely, it's a completely different countries, German, French, Italian, Turkish. Like, you hear the irony you just said, right? Like you Americans, American. kind of You're different American. than like Mexico, Canada, You're United States. All say you American. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, but you all but but you all speak like North America. You all speak English and French. <laughs> Jesus Christ, bit of French. Was it mine? I love you. Um. Anyway, so Andre Bertel is another. And guy I, I would personally like to give a big shout out to Kamala Harris, Vice President. That beautiful laugh. I support of hers. you. The, I love I, that laugh. Is so she warm. Is a powerful queen. Powerful woman. I've always supported her. When she is president, yeah. which she will be very soon, I, I, uh, I supported you all the time. All the time. That's coming very soon, people. Very soon. Anyway. I can't believe we're still on even after this. <laughs> Episode 22, people. 22. Damn good show. That was a good show. Again, we cover. Hang on, let me have a look. What are we at? We're at like one hour thirty. Oh, uh, let's wrap this bad boy up. So yeah, we talked yeah. about size passing, a hundred men, Chris Weidman, and the weird fucking coincidence between him and um, Anderson Silva, plus all this yeah. dojo stuff and dropping as as Terry likes to say, nuggets. Uh, nuggets of gold. Yeah, good show. Golden nuggets. Yeah, awesome. Awesome, boy. Awesome. Rap. Do you? Do you, awesome. do you want to? Uh, you want no, to the cut? You say this all the time, but it's your thing. Oh, awesome. 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 Cut.